Welcome to the episode of Middle Ground with JLE LLC, where we treat you like family. That's the theme song, Detroit Love, off my first album, The JLE Experience. It's an awesome album. Check it out. I own the music and the copyrights, so don't mute nothing Facebook. Got to say it every time. We got another amazing guest for you today. We have broker owner at Virtual Real Estate Services, LLC, Colette Hughes. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be here today on your show. I appreciate you sharing your journey. It's going to help someone find a purpose yes. or go into this field. So first question, what led you to this path? What led me to the path of real estate is I've always wanted to be in business ever since I was a little girl in junior high school. They used to have a class called Future Teachers. Okay. And I just wanted to be a, a business. I wanted to be a business person. So I went to college and I have a degree in business administration. I went for a legal secretary because I wanted to be in court. I wanted to go to court and I happened to start my career in real estate at a property management company. And then I mm -hmm. used to go to court. And I used to dress in the suits because it was all about power and respect suits to me. I love fashion. So okay. I always wanted to be a part of business. And so that's what led me to this path. And also to protect people as well, because I didn't want people to be taken advantage of. And I saw that when I started my real estate career. Back in 1988, I was like a little girl just tolerating around. And mm -hmm. my mother, she was about to move into a different location. And the okay. landlord at that time, he decided that, you know, she owed him more money. And so that's when she called me in with her. And so that's when I got to be into protective mode. So I'm like, if someone could try to take advantage of my mom, they could try to take advantage of anybody. And so since now, I was in the... Mm -hmm. Now, when they try to come with that crap, is it the people might not always look at their paperwork and know that you locked in for, say, 800 a month. You can't say, oh, no, you owe me 12 or get out. Would that be the situation or what's been your experience? You know, that, that particular situation... It was like a, it was so long ago. Uh, my mom, she passed in 19 in 19. Let me see. She passed in 2000, 1999. So and that situation was so long ago. I'm not really sure exactly what the guy had going on at that time. But I just know that it didn't add up and it wasn't happening with her. And like I said, I wanted to be protective of other people. I was just starting out in the real estate at a property management company. I was an admin there at first at that okay. at a property management company. And then I went on to be the office manager because the office manager there, she decided to get married. And okay. they didn't replace me with anyone else. And so I was around other real estate broker, other, other real estate agents. And so I was just like mm -hmm. really learning the business. I just really wanted to be in the background of the business. Okay. I didn't want to be a boss or a leader or anything like that. I just wanted to make sure that I was in the business and I just wanted to make sure that things were taken care of like they were supposed to be taken care of. All the I's dotted, T's crossed. But I was just really learning, you know, from other people. 
but it just, I mean, the more you learn, the more that is required, you know, of you. So, and that's what happened. I was a part of the um, auctions. I, I I would go to auctions and purchase all these mm -hmm. properties for the Wayne County tax auction. People lost their homes because you never really own a home until, I mean, if you don't pay the taxes, then you can lose the home. And that's mm -hmm. what a lot of people did. So I probably purchased Oh, maybe from one auction, I purchased 40 houses um, in over two days from um, the Wayne County auction. Yeah, they were a lot of those houses were occupied as well. They were, Ooh. yeah, because the homeowners were still staying there. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it it was um, an unbelievable time. And then the short sale market, not the short sale market, but the foreclosure market in 2008, I was managing properties for people that lived all around the country. They had homes here in Michigan. Okay. And, but the foreclosure market, they lost those homes because they, they, the taxes were up too high and they could not make the mortgage payments. They lost them. The whole, I mean, it was 2008. So everything was upside down for a whole lot of people. A lot of people lost their yeah. homes in foreclosure at that time. And so I was selling the foreclosed homes for the banks. I was pricing out the houses for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, for Bank of America, Chase Bank, pricing out the homes for them and selling the foreclosed properties. I've sold properties in Oak Park for that were that was like $240,000 at, at one time. And wow. then they, they were 20, then they were 25,000 in that foreclosure market. I sold them mm. for that amount. Dang. Yes, yes. And houses in Southfield, I sold them for $40,000 at that foreclosure market. And now those homes are worth over $300,000 at this time. Wow. So it's just ups and downs in real estate, like it is right now. You know, it's just up, it's, it's a seller's market right now where the sellers can have like 20 offers on one home. But this particular wow. year, the interest rates are, you know, like up and down. Okay. So I have so many different stories, you know. So today, mm -hmm. what's mm -hmm. the way that someone would try to take advantage of someone trying to get a home? What's the example of that today? Oh, an example of that today. I just, I was talking to um, a young man just a few days ago. Okay. And he, he didn't know. He said, I don't know, really. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I don't know too much about real estate, but I have this asset that I purchased and someone wants to um, buy it from me. And mm -hmm. he didn't know he wanted me to, you know, read the contract for him. Um, even though I did, I do advise them. OK, you can have an attorney. I can look at the contract for you, but you don't have to go on my advice. And so they were kind of trying to take advantage of him. I mean, he felt that they were. He did not want them to have him to sign his house over to them. He didn't know what he's doing, what he was doing. So therefore, if you don't know what you're doing, you have to contact an expert. And I've been in the real estate industry since 1988. So I am an expert in the real estate field. Okay. So that's, that's one example. Um, people can try to manipulate you in order to um, get properties from you. Um, the whole mortgage industry that crashed in 2008, that crashed because of 
it was like the, the, the mortgages were, I guess like some of the appraisals were not factual appraisals. So everything just really fell apart, you know, like during, during that time mm -hmm. um, because of that reason. But yeah. it's, 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 it's different now because they have to have licenses and everything else. And so I okay. don't think, I don't think that's going to happen anymore, but. We hope not. I, we hope I, not. I on that and they really were doing stuff they shouldn't been doing. Not yet, right. And one person saw it like, hey, man, y'all need to, well, I'm about to do this and get this bread because this thing about to fall apart. No, yeah. it's not. You're crazy. And he's straight like, I told you. House mm -hmm. of cards. It ain't working. It ain't listening. Yeah. So what is Virtual Real Estate Services, LLC? Virtual Real Estate Services is the real estate brokerage that I was strong enough to start on my own in awesome. 2015. Okay. It occurred at a time where I needed to be my own boss. Okay. I, I, like I, I've, all, I've always been my, been a person that was in a leadership role, but at that mm -hmm. time I felt it was time and okay. I was able to do it. I started in 2015. Um, the first year or the first six months I had, like 600,000 in sales. Hmm. And then the next year I had 2 million in sales and it was just me. And okay. then other real estate agents, they came on and joined my brokerage with me. So I have a team of um, nine or 10 realtors at this time and still growing. That's awesome. Thank you. Now, what is the duties of a broker? The duties of a broker is to watch over the realtors and make sure that they are not getting themselves in trouble uh -oh. or going to jail. Oh, they, man. <laughs> Dang. Yes. Um, it is so many different stories that how uh, an agent can get in trouble mm -hmm. because of just different, different things. I mean, it just it can just be a matter of paperwork not doing the paperwork properly. It's a whole process. So it's a lot of different things that can get you in trouble. That's why we have to be licensed. We have to be licensed to protect the public. If you're not licensed and then you, it's, you can really do a lot of things, but they kind of scare you like in, in, in real estate school by telling you all the different stories and all the different things that can happen. And so as the broker, I watch over the, I make sure that I get all like the transactions that we do all the contracts, make sure, like I said, all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed, make sure that it's, you know, like it's a good transaction or that nobody is, you know, I guess, I guess I would say like into it with each other. As far as okay. like the clients, I mean, people are different, different. If yeah. people have different personalities, I mean, there are people that I can't really, you know, I, I can get along with anybody or everybody, and I try to, but everybody's personality still don't match. I mean, somebody might feel that, oh, well, she's too nice. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to work out. She's not aggressive enough, but I'm aggressive whenever I need to be aggressive. I make okay. sure I can get a transaction done. 
Even if I have to go out to the cemetery, I did that too. It's Friday the 13th. Why not talk about when I went out to the cemetery to make sure that a <laughs> that okay. a was clear? And that's what happened. The title company said, you know, there's a person that's been on this property since for like over 60 years. Mm -hmm. And the lady, she lost her home and in, in, in a, it was a short sale. So her mortgage was upside down. She couldn't sleep. And, you know, I was the person that I to lose it. What I did, I went out. So I, I didn't want her to lose the deal. So what I did, I went out to the cemetery and got the, the death certificate of the person that was on her property to the, to the title company in order to clear it so that she can, um, she was able to sleep because we got her, her transaction done. Hey, whatever it takes. Yes, whatever it takes. Now, what advantages of being a virtual company give you? Oh, as far as being virtual, I'm able to, just like we're we're on a, a, a live right now, I'm able to get in, talk to my clients um, virtually, and they're even able to sign documents. I had a person um, today, okay. he signed all of his contracts, and um, he was on the go too, and he signed all of his contracts. He had three homes to sell. And um, so I'm going to list those particular properties for him. But he signed the, you know, we didn't have to meet in person, you know, to take a lot of time in person. So I know that a lot of people have of doing things virtually now. Um, but back in 2015, I was able to um, grab, you know, that company name. And then, you know, look what's happening right now. We're doing so many different things um, virtually. And we never knew just that this was going to happen with this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, we the Jetsons now. <laughs> oh yeah, the Jetsons for sure. The Jetsons. Just <laughs> laugh at your sleep and his boss like, get up, like be on the screen. We never had yeah. that, and look at it now, like, oh yeah, we got that tech. Yes, we have it. We have it. So I just take advantage of of anything virtually. I I even sold a property to a person. He was living in Texas, and he purchased mm -hmm. a home here in okay. New Baltimore, Michigan. And I was able to show him the property on a Zoom call. Not, not on a Zoom call, but on FaceTime. He looked okay. at the property on FaceTime. And he did not see the actual home until it was time for him to close on the property. So That's awesome. Yes. Now, you learned from Middleton Real Estate Training. What are some of the lessons they taught you? Going there. Well... Milton real estate training, that's where I, I, I love that particular school. I mean, there are state um, training companies around, but Middleton have been around for a very long time. So they, they will they, they have lessons, not lessons, but it's a real estate school for, for you to be a salesperson, for you to be okay. a broker. They teach you to be a builder, um, appraisal. So it's like a whole it, it, it encompasses all everything real estate. So that's okay. where I got my broker's license. That's where, like when I became a salesperson, that's where I got my license at that time. And they the one, they are the ones that really scare you as far as with all the different real estate stories. Okay. And if you've been in business for 25 years, what trends have you noticed in real estate? 
Well, the trend of the foreclosure market, the short sale market, the traditional, we're back at traditional sales right now. So those are the different real estate trends. And I have, I can just say that so far I have survived them all because a lot of times when the foreclosure market came, a lot of realtors, they um, didn't make it, you know, it's like they got out of the business for a period of time or even the short sale market. A lot of, I mean, the short, yeah, the short sale because the commissions were um, cut so that, you know, it's like you are, you're almost working for free. And so it's, it, it takes like almost six months in order to get a deal closed and then the commissions are cut. And so it's, it's, that was a really rough time, but I knew that people sleep. They needed to get relief from being under a mortgage that was upside down. And they had to, you know, make sure that it wasn't going to come back on them. So. Okay. Now, are you, you able to notice, just for example, the way stuff is looking in the market by, and this is an example, anybody, this is nothing breaking news. August, it might look like 08 again. Are you able to see stuff like that being in the business that long or? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So what I look at when I see builders no longer building, uh-huh. when, you know, yeah. So when they're, you see new construction going up still in different places. So the market, the, the market is still going, is, is still going on. The, the, if they're still building houses, they're building the little houses, they're building any, any type of houses. But if mm-hmm. they stop, all of a sudden that they if they stop, then it's something that's really happening in the real estate industry. Oh, okay. Got some, see, got some game out of that. See? It's like that. That's a good example. Okay. I like that. Now, with all the areas of real estate, which one is more challenging? Traditional, residential, or commercial? Commercial can be. A commercial can be challenging, and I say that because it it takes longer in order for a well. Some commercial deals can take you know like almost up to a year. It all depends on like the yeah. And just say that um, well, we I, one of my realtors had a transaction. I mean, she had a building that was for sale for like um, almost what almost two million dollars, mm-hmm. and then so it. Went under contract with one buyer. They had to do their due diligence and and check out the property, check out the, um, I guess, uh, like inspection, like inspecting the the building and everything. Mm -hmm. So that didn't go through. And then it had another buyer. So it can be challenging. So you can't, you really can't count that money at all until you're actually at the closing table. Wow. Yeah. You can't count that period. Um, I mean, and that's that goes for any transaction anyway. You 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 really have to get to the table because it's not an easy. Sometimes the process isn't easy. It's a step by step process. So it's not like you get under contract. Okay, I found a house. I'm going to get it under contract, and then I'm going to go to the closing. No, it's a step by step process. You have to go through your private inspection. Then you have to go through the. Um, you know, like the mortgage, like if you're going to get a mortgage on a property, you have to have an appraisal mm-hmm. done. 
then you have to, the lender might ask you for different things to, to take place. And so it's the whole process that you will have to go through. Now, what if it doesn't appraise for that amount that you're buying it for? You have to go back to the seller, you know, like seller, um, will you reduce the price of the house, you know, like to this amount? Um, okay. So it's a lot of different steps. And so all transactions don't happen. You know, all real estate deals, you know, sometimes they might fall through. I had mm -hmm. a buyer that was about to close and three days before closing, they told close. She was wow. devastated, devastated. But I didn't let her stay devastated. You know, so it's like she couldn't talk for a couple of days. But I'm like, right. listen, let's just contact another lender. Let's let's figure it out. And so once she was able to get over that devastation, she is living in that house right now because that's awesome. Yeah, we found some we found something, someone else to do what the other mortgage company um, couldn't do. Gotta make it happen. <laughs> yes. yes, we made it happen. Made it happen for her. So she referred her whole family to me to this day. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yes. That's a whole lineage. Yes. <laughs> okay, we have to point to segment where promote and market what you got going on. The floor is yours. Okay. Well, like I said today, there I, I have um well this these properties are really for like investors. I have uh three properties um that I'm listing today. So you can con uh, contact me on my um website and the properties will be there this weekend or just reach out to me all my is right on the website as well my telephone numbers in order to in order to reach me so i have those properties that i'm listing this weekend other properties available we have commercial properties available commercial land all land and um this buying season is coming up so our slower season for realtors is in and brokers is like the holiday time, winter time. But once the spring hits and that warm weather hits, they are really <laughs> out there trying to buy everything. And it happens oh, every geez. year. Yes, yes. And so this is the time to do consultations, you know, just to see how the process works. I'm I'm ready, you know, to um talk to anyone about the process of um real estate. I do other um like as far as property management, we can talk about mm -hmm. that. We can talk about other real estate documents that you might need to have taken care of. I'm able to take care of those for you as well. And just to keep you safe, dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's, you know, just making sure that you have everything that you need real estate. Okay. You'll talk about writing a book. Ah, uh, about writing a book. I, I did think about that, but it wasn't a <laughs> book. Why ain't wrong. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it wasn't. A, it wasn't really, yeah, it wasn't really a book about real estate. But, you know, everybody have a story because I, I really do have so many different stories that I could tell, you know, especially over the period of time that I've been involved in real estate and all the different transactions and the different things that has happened. So of course that will, it will be an interesting book and just change the names of the individuals, you know, mm -hmm. that it happened to, that would be an interesting book, 
But there are there are other things in order that led up to even being in the real estate industry. I used to be the shyest person in Michigan. Well, get out of here. Absolutely. And so that's, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the whole reasons, you know, that I could not, um, that no, that I did not want to be in the forefront of any business. I just wanted to be behind the scenes because I was so shy, but I had to do something about that. I had to take on personal development Mm -hmm. And I had to, you know, get out of the shyness by, you know, like going and taking the Toastmaster classes and building up my confidence, my leadership skills, my public speaking, because I would never sit here on screen with you or anybody <laughs> else at all if I did not do something about that. Being so shy, that was terrible. Terrible. I, I, I hear you. I used to be similar. You know, I was always writing songs, working mm -hmm. on books that through viruses, I'm like, screw the books. It ain't working for me. And I had a speech class at Wayne State. Mm -hmm. And that dude was real cool. And at the time, I was working for Riverside Ford downtown. I did not like my job. <laughs> I was wow. making, what, 550 to 650 So. I'm working kind of hard for that little bit of money. So yeah. they would say, well, you got to have a tension grabber and you got to get comfortable being you up here. I'm like, be me? <laughs> Man, look here. I just got through dealing with, at the end of the day, I'm about to close the gate. We done. Both families come here want to buy a vehicle. Now I'm in here trying to rush because I got to go to class and I got to speak tonight. Go get gas on Jefferson, come back. I'm running like this. And then the people didn't really say thank you. Because I could have just said, we closed. But I'm trying to be nice. They dying laughing like, this dude crazy. Like, no, this true story. This happened. I didn't want to be doing all that work, man. It was only me. I'm the only porter. I had to wash all those cars. And they looking at me like, the family's waiting, Jeff. I'm like, we closed, man. What you talking about the family waiting? Screw that family. It's nice that I'm still doing it. So he really... I learned just a little bit from that class. You got to find your center to be up there to talk to people. Well, what happened? Um, that. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I don't know why it skipped out like that. But I'm back. I was talking it was like it was froze. Like, what happened? <laughs> yes. Yes. You were talking about Riverside. Yeah. I had to do like four deliveries of cars at the end of the day. Yes. And people were getting impatient because they want their car. My boss is in my face. I, I want to just kick all the cars and say, I'm out. But this is your job. You need a little piece of money. I took care of it. And I just vented because we had to talk for like five or six minutes for a speech. I'm like, dude, that's a I ain't got that much to say. Yeah. And I don't do all the hand movement. Keep your hands to yourself. Like, you think I'm in Twilicus or something's wrong with this guy? Well, I'm like, all right, this is going to be my therapy. I started venting. I got it all out. They dying laughing. Like, this is a, a typical day in my job right now. But one day I'm going to be doing something different. Yeah. So they teach me that you got to learn to be centered when you're up there and be comfortable. 
Yes. Even when I yeah, started doing this, the first show, I was terrified. Yeah, but it's easier said than done, though, as far as like being in front of a group of strangers. I can do it now, mm -hmm. but <laughs> it's, oh my God, it's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable, especially, especially being an inter, inter, introvert. Oh, Definitely man. I started reaching yeah. out to people on LinkedIn. Yeah. That was scary. I'm like, they're going like, stranger danger. Look at my page. Who is he? What does he want? <laughs> then as you reach back out, like, dang, I got to talk to him. Man, yeah. well, I'm doing this of this. Oh, that's a cool idea. I want to be a part of it. Like, okay. So after a while, he got comfortable. The first few times, he's like, basically, like, who are you? What you want? Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't know me from Adam, so I, I probably would do the same. Yes, exactly. But you got to jump in the water, get your feet wet, and you'll start learning as you go. Yes. And as you go. Uh, yeah. What has been your... About to say something? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. What has been your biggest challenge on your journey? So being shy is my was my biggest challenge okay. on my journey. Because let me tell you what happened. Mm -hmm. went, to a, went to a networking event. Okay. And I was there with, with a business partner. And so you're supposed to stand up and introduce yourself. And I'm terrified. So he was going to you know, stand up and, and, and introduce, you know, the business and introduce us both. But he forgot about me. And oh. I'm the person, yes, did not introduce me at all. And it's like, oh, my goodness, <clears throat> that did not work. So that's why I had to do something about it. I had to join an organization in order to get better confidence, mm -hmm. leadership skills, public speaking, because I refuse to let anyone forget to introduce me at all anymore. So I introduce myself now and it is no problem at all. Okay. So that's, that's why awesome. my, my biggest challenge was being shy. And so now that I'm past that, and that's when I started my own real estate brokerage, and it's my own journey at my own pace. It's not a sprint. It's it's a journey. And mm -hmm. that was my biggest challenge at that time. And you shining now. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. What has been your impact on your journey, in your opinion? What has been my impact is now I'm able to say what I need to say. I have the freedom to be who I need to be whenever I need to be at any given time. I'm able to encourage others in order mm -hmm. to be in business or whatever they want to do. I'm able to reach out to people. I'm able to be an inspiration to others. And all of that was inside of me. And okay. I was afraid to speak up for myself. Because there are several times that you have to speak up to people. You might have to speak up even to members of your own family. I would go out to events with my friends and I would be the only one at the table that would not say anything. You know, and I had something to say, but I did not have a voice. And so the, my biggest impact has been getting out of my shyness and being an inspiration to others. That's awesome. I remember back in Alabama visiting a family. I don't remember that dude's name, but he was trying to be like the bully type. 
and he was oh. picking on the other little kids. And you guess he thought because I was short and fat. Oh, I got me a live one right here. Like, you know, no, I'm from Detroit. Mm-hmm. I'm putting people nose and keep it moving. So he's <laughs> talking big wolf tickets. I'm like, dude, I don't know you like that. They say we family. But you can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't touch me. Oh, what you gonna do, Shorty? Like, I'm gonna punch you in your throat. Wow. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and the other kids like he actually said that to him, like, oh. Dude, I'm from Detroit in the 80s. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't nobody, dude. <laughs> you, wow. gangster. you ain't nothing. Go go walk the streets yeah. of Detroit back in the 80s. Going to school. You dog, get out of my face with this kitty stuff you're doing. Yeah. Then cool. But I'm like, I ain't trying to cool with you. Yeah, kids were cruel. Be like that. Yeah. It's yeah, wrong. we're still traumatized. We're still traumatized from, from school, from cruel kids. So <laughs> Uh, Especially, I, yeah. On my brand, you should never fight no one, anyone on the planet. Right. My personal belief: you see a bully, take care of your business. You're gonna get some respect and some act right at the same time. It's straight. You're gonna follow. Y'all might become best friends. Don't let nobody put. Don't let nobody mistreat you. Mm-mm. No, even adult bullies. I mean, it's, it's of course it's it's adult okay, bullies. Right work. Yeah. Even now, I'm like, why you leave that person alone? <laughs> maybe that maybe not to move your jokes today. Cause that can be bullying. I ain't trying to bully nobody. Like, see, the fact you get defensive says you're not sure if you're doing something wrong. <laughs> so stop what you're doing. Exactly. And we in the world today, man. Too much is going on. We got people. Oh Don't need nobody coming up to this spot with some things to make you got yeah. a duck. <laughs> Yeah. Because you bugging somebody, and you yeah. don't know they're on their last nerve before that's they right. pop off. You that's right. It's a lot. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Yeah. Hello. That's to How you doing? <laughs> Try that. Yeah. Is that is something totally? That's a totally different show right there. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but you have to be able to stand up and speak up for yourself. But if you are shy or afraid of people that's what being shy is being shy is just being afraid of people and yeah and and you just you don't have a voice but i'm telling you there are organizations that can definitely help with that and so i'm thankful and grateful i know some with um, my success i've heard some school friends mention to me they was amazed that I'm doing a podcast because I was kind of quiet in school. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, well, my logic, school was my job. So if I'm wild and crazy, my teacher don't even know that I'm here to learn what she got on the board, take the test, good, good grades, so my parents won't get on me. That's right. Exactly. Now, I go home, I can be pot, wild and crazy, whatever, but I'm off the clock. Exactly. That's right. I need to be the best yeah. student possible because my mama and daddy crazy. Don't play that. Yeah. Yeah. I see you. You knew that. <laughs> they're going to come up here with a belt and handle some business. I don't want them problems. And they're not going to laugh at it. Yeah. That, that was great. <laughs> that's great advice. Yeah. And anybody out there that's shy, find who you are within yourself. Be comfortable with it. And let people know yeah. who you are. And reach out to organizations that that can help you um, get out of that because 
they do exist. Like I said, Toastmasters existed for me. And also the National Entrepreneurs Association, that was another, um, that's what helped me with my business. That's what gave me my different um, business sense and goals and different, whatever I needed to do, like as far as business, like how to develop my business and the people that I was with. Because you have to surround yourself with people that, that are smarter than you. You can't be the sharpest crayon in the box. You can't mm -hmm. be the red crayon all the time. You have to be the brown crayon. You know, sometimes you the purple crayon sometimes, you know, so you can't be the, the, the best crayon in the box all the time. You have to let other people, you have to have an open mind. And Absolutely. that's, yeah. And so that's what the National Entrepreneurs Association are a group of amazing entrepreneurs and i'm a certified entrepreneur because of that organization and i'm on their board so okay i mean in yes. my opinion to be a great leader yes. you need to be comfortable being a great follower of other better people than you yes you can always learn something from somebody absolutely once you feel you know it all god can't show you nothing else because you i know it all i I know everything. I got it. No, you don't. Right. And, and it's the people that you surround yourself with. You know, that is so important. That is true. Final question. What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? For someone who is trying to find their purpose and this, and we just got through talking about a, a, a little bit about, you have to surround yourself first with um, people that are doing what you want to do. You know, by a certain age, you know, I knew that I wanted to be in business. So therefore, okay. once I got to a certain age, I surrounded myself with certain people that were doing business so that I could learn from them and I did learn from them. And so I didn't learn, I didn't surround myself with people that were I'm like cooking in restaurants and, you know, doing restaurant things because I mean, even though, you know, of course a restaurant is a business, but I did not want to cook, even though that's something that I would do if I wasn't doing real estate, I would love to own a restaurant and cook in the restaurant. Okay. So that's what awesome. I would love to do. However, whatever it is that a person want to do in their life, they need to surround themselves with that type of, industry that type of business those types of people so that they can glean information from them and discover even more you know you can never tell who you're going to um, meet in order to get you to a certain level so you have to surround yourself with certain people yeah. and so that's how you find your that's how you find your purpose and that's how i found my purpose. I found my purpose because of the people that I was surrounded with. Everybody needs a place to live. And I want to make sure that they get to where they want to live or where they want to do business as far as properties. Like if they want to purchase or lease those, if they want to live in a certain area, you know, I'm the person that they should contact me or any of my extraordinary realtors they are all rock stars okay that's some great advice 
I hope you had fun. Absolutely. On the show. Yes. Awesome. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Felt comfortable. Yes. Yes. And um, thank you so much for inviting me to your show. And thank you for this opportunity to have me on your platform. I appreciate you sharing your story. I want to thank the broker owner at Virtual Real Estate Services, LLC, Colette Hughes, for sharing her story and all this awesome advice. And maybe down the road, she dropped that book. Yes. <laughs> I will definitely <laughs> let you know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much again. All right. And to all the people, hope you have a happy MLK weekend. Be safe. Have some yes. fun. Till tomorrow's episode. Detroit